Welcome to the Zealous Podcast. I'm your host, Rocky Snyder. This week, I've got Tom Cormier in the house. Tom is striving to be a fellow with the NSCA, but he's also with Satanta College, an Irish American university. And we got to talking at the national conference recently. Well, I won't tell you more than that. I'll just say enjoy the show. Follow us on Instagram like normal, Rocky underscore Snyder. Click subscribe. And before we begin, though, I want to tell you about a couple of courses that are coming up. One in person and the other one already existing online at RockySnyder.com. And this online course is called Exploring Foot Wedges. So if you want to improve kinematic sequencing in your client's patients, athletes, whomever you work with. Maybe there's some compensatory patterns that are creating some chronic issues in the tissue, so to speak. Using inclined planes underneath the foot, little wedges, can clean up a whole bunch of movements. And this online course, which is approved for CEUs with the NSCA, you can just check it out at rockysnyder.com. Plus, I'm taking that on the road. I'll be outside of Boston at Physio X physical therapy in Needham, Massachusetts, September 23rd. There is still room available for these spots for you if you want to get on there. Also, go to my website, rockysnyder.com. All right, without further ado, let's bring on Tom. Well, you know, I've gone to the annual conference of the NSCA. You heard the previous podcast episodes kind of leading up to it and having guests on, but it's just going to continue on because the nice thing about going to a national conference is not only what you learn in the lectures, but the people you connect with, the networking, and that is that that in itself is is price for admission right there. And one, my next guest here, Tom Cormier, is one of the guys that I networked with, and we just had a, a couple of fun connections there. One going to the Cirque du Soleil O show and behind the scenes, which you know we have Tamash on last week, and we talked a little bit about that. So, uh, but he's got some cool things going on. I'm just going to bring Tom on right now. Tom, welcome to Zealous. How you doing today? Rocky, what's going on, man? Hey, good to be here. Happy to be on the podcast. Uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much for the invite. Uh, that was just a loud bang. I hit my ring on my desk. <laughs> um, yeah, look, happy to be here. Uh, excited, ecstatic, and uh, fantastic to meet you in person at the, at the conference at the NSCA. It's so, you know, you touched on it, right? It's so vital when that that networking that in-person networking component is so vital um and it's and it's one of we can we can dive into it whenever you want but it's one of four things that i recommend to anybody so when when anybody goes well how do i get involved or how do i meet people or how do i how do i make things happen for myself and i go well what what was the last conference you went to and they go oh well you know i, I went to this one a few years ago or you know i never been I go, you got to get out there. You got to meet the people. You got to go talk to people. You got to show face, right? Um, so it's just, it's so, it's so necessary, especially in our industry. You know, not a very, as you, as you get deeper, there, there's more and more people that you meet, but kind of like at a surface level, not a very big industry. So it's, it's just so important to get out there, meet the people, shake the hands uh, and just say, hey, look, you know, I follow you. I referenced you. Um, I, you know, I, I, I read all of your books and it's just so it's, it's good as somebody who's been that person and who's also been on the receiving end of that. It's, it, it feels great to give and to take. Yeah. I gotta say, you know, with, I think with the insurgence of COVID that really pushed the online learning uh, with the, I will say, the upcoming generation of young trainers and professionals that 
that's for the last four years going on, almost four years here, that's how they were introduced into the industry through mm -hmm. a lot of YouTube videos, a lot of on, online learning platforms, educational software, and so on, that many are not understanding the importance of actually in-person networking and connecting. And what was really nice about this conference is they pretty much broke attendance numbers. So it's showing yeah. that people really want to be in person, making the connections, networking with others, or just to feel what it's like to be at a conference with people probably for the first time in many years. So uh, let's just dive into your background. Where, Great. Yeah. Tell, tell us a little bit about where you came from, what you're doing, what's your role, and so on. <laughs> sure. Uh, you know, uh, this we can we can go many, many areas with this. Um, so uh, I, I don't want to say, you know, every, everybody comes from from a different background. And what I've been as I talk to people, uh, you know, I, I think I meet one person at a conference uh, who has a very similar background to me. Uh, and, and I don't mean that in a traditional sense. I'm actually you know, it, it's, it's, uh, well, uh, listen, we'll just jump into it. Right. Um, so I went to, I went to Stetson university down in, uh, Deland, Florida, little town, um, just, uh, just west of Daytona. And so went there for a health science major graduated 2007, uh, bopped around for a bit and, you know, economy crashed and, you know, we weren't doing so hot in 2008, um, but finally, I just, you know, look, I, I graduated with, with health science degree. I always wanted to see SCS, but, you know, I was um, not, not too serious about it. Finally, I, I said, look, you know, I have the funding now. I'm going to do it and went and got CPT certified. Six months later, went and got CSCS certified. A year later, went and got special population certified um, and then just really became engaged with, with the NSCA, started going to as many local networking opportunities as possible. So I remember the TSAC came into town and then it was like, um, and then the, I think like the next year was the, the national conference. And so look, I'm, I'm CSCS certified. I'm, I'm um, CPT certified, special pop certified. I went and got my master's through Satanta college uh, where I, where I currently work now, but you know, it was funny. I, after after I got all my certifications, my CSCS, CPT, CSPS, and I go, well, what's next? And I said, well, you know, obviously it's going to go back and get my master's. But the problem with <clears throat> the problem, a lot of the times, the reason people don't go back and get their degree, and you might feel the same way, is like, okay, look, I've already been doing it for so long. <laughs> so I get to go back and, well, look, my GRE score is expired. So now I got to go take my GRE. Okay, well, I applied to this uh, school and now that's several hundred dollars I applied to. Okay, I accept it now. Do I have to uproot my life? Now I have to either move across the state, move across the country, um, <clears throat> get a new job, find a new job, find new housing, so on and so forth. And the same, at the same time, take out another $75,000 student loans and get everything everything paid for when I'm already 50 grand in the hole still from, from my undergrad. And so in lieu of my master's degree, before I went and went back and got my master's degree, I, you know, I was like, all right, well, what else can I do instead? Um, how else can I show my expertise? 
how can I go and get additional knowledge? So I went and got USA weightlifting certified. I went and got kettlebell certified. I went and got TRX certified. So anything I can literally like get my hands on uh, as far as like implement and, and movement and you know, so on and so forth, I went and did. Then I got my master's. <laughs> so I, find, I, I found Satanta. Uh, I found Satanta College. Look, they were they were very inexpensive. Everything was done online. I can I can continue living the lifestyle that I wanted to live. I can continue, um, you know. I did I didn't have to uproot myself. Went and did that for less than two years. Got my master's, and then yeah, man. Just like every year, I try to get a new cert, try to do something new, something different. And um, for the past uh, couple of years, I've been working um, for them. Uh, currently, my role is commercial operations, but I'm moving into more of a uh, it, it administrative executive role uh, in the next, you know, the slow transition into, sure. into a new role. So that's me, man. That's me in a nutshell. And so what I was what I was saying about like my background is that you have a lot of people who will go, they go get their undergrad, boom, they go right into a master's degree, they're doing, a, they're doing graduate school, um, they might be a GA, and then they get into strength and conditioning, they're working at a high school, college, college, university, you know, or they get into, get, they, they get into the professional leagues or semi-pro leagues or whatever the case. And so my background is more of a personal trainer, um, you know, and so I've been doing personal training for a long time. I don't do it as anymore because just the role that I'm in, but you know, doing personal training and uh, how I got into how I got into special pops is it was funny. Um, I mean, I was already I was working for a hospital based wellness center and just everyday special pops. Right. Yeah. Uh, you have you have people coming in just with more than heart disease, with more than high blood pressure, with more than diabetes, with more than, you know, um, uh, uh, joint replacements. And so there's just so much out there that we aren't aware of as personal trainers or strength and conditioning coaches in terms of comorbidities. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Right. So you have so many comorbidities you have, you have people coming in, not just with comorbidities, but they're coming in with diseases and diagnoses that you've never heard of before. Mm -hmm. And you go, well, how do I, how do I, train this person right somebody comes in more than just copd now they have pulmonary hypertension okay i know what hypertension is but what's pulmonary hypertension <laughs> um and so uh you know it was, it was funny it, i always give them a shout out on this and this this is part of my story and who i am is look you're a boston guy i'm a boston guy <clears throat> so all i wanted to do since like day one of, of finding out what strength and conditioning was, was be the strength and conditioning coach for the Red Sox, right? All I wanted to do. And, um, you know, I, I had, I had an in with, with somebody and she basically goes, Hey, look, you know, you have a, you have a, uh, impressive resume. So send your resume through and see what happens. And I did, and I didn't get the job. I was just a week late. Somebody else got the job, which is fine. Um, and I called up my buddy, Robert Lincoln. And I said, dude, what do I do? I have no idea. You know, he, uh, I'm like, basically my, my dream was there and it just, it just shattered. So like, what am I supposed to do? And he goes, look, 
you're and he goes you already wrote an article on special populations right it was it was published in the personal training quarterly and i said yep and he goes look you're already leading the way as far as uh special populations information is concerned with the nsca so he's like so why don't you just do that and i said you know what like i never thought about that because there's so many people who are you know that's the dream right to be the new york giants strength and conditioning sure. coach to be you know whatever whatever it is the houston the houston astro strength and conditioning coach and and uh, alabama whatever the case right so the the big the big names the big teams the big divisions that's the dream but there's only a certain amount of them there's only say you know round yeah. round figure 30 strength and conditioning coaching jobs head strength and conditioning coaching jobs and and you know the the big four sports so so i said yeah man i mean like you're you're right so i kind of had a reflection period and so for the past couple of years it's been my my push at that point robert really pushed me into the special pop so i had been uh i got i got into that realm and trying to push the industry forward as as far as special pops is concerned and writing and publishing on on that um, I had no idea we were living such parallel existences, honestly, Tom. <laughs> I mean, no, sincerely, I don't want to. I don't want to go into a huge diatribe of my. No, own please, background. let's do. Let's do. But you know, CSCS and NSCA, CPT in the early '90s, and within a matter of a couple of years, opened up my own studio. I had my bachelor degree, but not in science. It was just a bachelor degree, which is all you needed for the CSCS at that time. Uh, and so I ran with that without the thought of going back to school and getting my master's. Instead, I just accumulated an alphabet of letters behind yeah. my name. And truly, one day we were just kind of looking at all the certifications for fun of all the things that I have I've sought after, you know, leading up to like 2005, 2006 or whatever. And there were more letters behind my name than there were in the actual alphabet. I'm like, OK, well, <laughs> at least, you know. I'm not sitting back on my laurels, I'm learning. And uh, and then 2007, I'm thinking, you know, th there's this junior college right across the street from, from where we moved into, and they're starting a department of kinesiology and they're looking for teachers. However, to teach in a junior college, at least in California, I think it's across the nation, you need a master's degree or mm -hmm. you could you could challenge it based on your background. So I was in the midst of going through the challenge, becoming one of the teachers in the Department of Kinesiology while still operating my facility. And 2008 rolls around and the economy tanks, their mm. funding dries up. They put a hold, a hiring freeze on everything. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna continue down the path I'm doing and continuing to accumulate the letters of certifications behind my name. And, 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 and then I get a job at this hospital and they hire me on as kind of a contract, an annual contract working with special populations. So I was teaching senior strength conditioning a couple hours a day, two or three days a week. And they say, your boy, you're doing great. We need to take the, the physical therapists off of these and put them with the patients. So we want you to come in and teach exercise for people living with Parkinson's disease. And we've got two levels of abilities there. So before I knew it, I'm, I'm doing at least half a dozen hours a week for the next couple of years, working with the special populations and more people are coming into the facility. So I honestly, I have right behind me, 
the NSCA textbook hey, <laughs> for essentials of training special populations. I'm, I'm halfway through that. I'm getting through chapter seven of, of 15 right now. And probably by the end of August, I'll be taking that certification too. So it's just, it's remarkable. And, and now my kids, this is the only thing I've got one kid going through college in another year and a half or two years, I'm going to have the second one going through college. And all this time I've gone, well, yeah, it would be great to go back and get a master's and, and uh, be the non-traditional student. And then I bump into you, we start talking about Satanta and how they've got three different paths for a master's of science. And it's mainly online learning with the exception of a week or two throughout the program. And it's very affordable. So I'm looking at two college years, uh, two kids going through with college tuition that I'm helping with. I'm like, I don't know. And then we start talking. I'm like, whoa, this is, this is kind of cool. So yeah, as, as we're talking now, two days ago, I get my acceptance letter and <laughs> they approved me into the master's program for sports injury and return to performance. I'm very excited to start that at the end of September and to do my online learning. You say it's about six or seven hours a week, maybe a little bit more than that, but that's doable and still run a business and still do all the things that we're doing. So yeah, it's just, it's, it's very funny. I didn't know that about your background. And here I'm just nodding my head as you're talking going, holy cow. Okay, yep, been there, done so, it. Yep. Yeah, I'm not as unique <laughs> as I thought I was. There you go. Yeah, and and well, one um, congratulations. We'll ah, see you on the program. There you go. <laughs> we'll see you in a few weeks uh, on the on the uh, onboarding orientation call. Uh, yeah, and look, you know, it's it's and this is what I was saying that it's just like it it's not uprooting, right? Like it's, it's six to seven hours, about an hour per day. You can split it up however you want to do. You want to do that hour a day. Great. If you want to do three hours on Friday and three hours on a Saturday, fantastic. You, you're still training great. You know, um, you're, you're, it, it allows you to kind of, you know, the, the majority of our students are already coaches, right? It, that Now they just need to take their education to the next level. They want to get the promotion. They want to get the job. They want to move up within the company, so on and so forth. So we're not creating, uh, we're, we're, we're not, the, the school is intention application, right? So now let's put into practice what you learned theoretically in your undergrad. Uh, but we already know that, look, you're, you're, you're living, you're working, you're breathing it, right? So you're, you're up at 5 a.m., you're opening the gym, you're closing it down at 10 p.m., uh, you're, you're, travel, you're, you know, you're with your team, you're traveling across country, you're traveling across the world, so on and so forth. So how do you, how do you effectively get higher education? Yeah, and you know, you, I'll, I'll tell my traveling kids. Everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's, it's not that you have to get yourself a, a degree, but it provides you with more opportunity. And, mm -hmm. and I've always believed that and granted, okay, I'm, if we look at the official retirement age, I'm, I'm pushing like I'm 10 years before that right now. So people are going, look, what are you going to go back and get your master's for? I'm like, well, it could provide more opportunity after, after presenting at the NSCA conference. Um, there's a whole bunch of strength coaches in the NBA and NFL that are starting to give me a call in, in NCAA basketball, for that matter. I just got a call from somebody else going, yeah. okay, uh, let's talk. I think we need to bring you in and, and do some workshops here. So it sure would be better in my 
personal opinion and professional opinion to have a master's degree behind me. And if the if if the event comes around that that junior college has a teaching option later down the road and and I want to get out of some of the stuff that I'm doing, it just provides more opportunity. And and side note, by the way, Kirby Retzer is the head strength coach for the Red Sox right now. And uh, I think he'll be on the podcast next week or the following week, but oh, we've got him scheduled to come on. And uh, yeah, Kirby <laughs> seems like a really nice guy. I'm sorry he took your job, but you never know. I'll, <laughs> I'll talk some smack about him and to the, uh, to the front office. We'll see if we can't get you in there eventually. I mean, if this was, uh, let's see, maybe seven years ago. So let's, <laughs> let's, let's, let's have a chat. Let's have a chat. Uh, no, you know, look, it's, it's one of those things that life is, to what I found recently is just like, it's, it's about timing. Right. And so you can push for one thing so hard, but then other doors might open up someplace else and you fall in love with things that you never thought were, were imaginable or possible. And so the, uh, not to say that that wouldn't have been a fantastic opportunity for me. Um, but I'm there, there's just so been so many more other opportunities that have presented themselves over the past few years that I, I can't, I can't be upset. Right. I can't be angry. Like I, I love exactly what I do. And, um, and, and so what you were saying is to go back to, to the master's thing, you know, I, I think it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it. And, yeah. you know, and, and it really doesn't matter what age you are. There's so many, and talking about opportunities and kind of where this is leading into is that you my philosophy is you don't want to let those things prevent you from getting that job, right? Is like, okay, well, you need your CSCS. We'll go out and get it. You need this certification. Well, go out and get it. You need the FMS. Go out and get it. You need TRX. Go out and get it. USA Wath. You know, we, we can go on and on. Let's talk about the alphabet soup, right? Yeah. You can go on and on. Master's degree. Well, you know, hey, listen, I've been doing this for, for 30 years. Why do I need a master's degree? Well, guess what? You got 20 year olds coming out um, with, with the same credentials that you have currently. So who's going to get hired for the job? Um, but yeah, I mean, look, the, it, it, I, uh, there was a paper that was published in the NSCA Strength and Conditioning Journal um, last month. Take a look at it. And it talks about it's basically the, the trends on, on salary for strength and conditioning coaches. Um, I plug it because I wrote it, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm trying to be unbiased, right? Comparatively uh, to like athletic trainers or physical therapists or that type of thing or what? Just what, what coaches, CSCS coaches were making, NSEA coaches were making strength coaches in 2018 compared to 2022. And the trend was basically, look, if you don't think it matters, it does. Those who had a more advanced education, bachelor's, master's, PhD, those who held the certifications, and those who had more experience got paid more. So... I, I posted it on my LinkedIn and people like it went mad, right? Like everybody was like liking this, like, you know, from all over the world. And so the, the, the important thing is that like those, those things matter. So when you're that trainer, who's just like, I don't need this cert, I'm good where I'm at. 
well, talk to me in 10 years, see what happens, buddy. You know, yeah. I don't need that degree. I'm doing this. I'm set. Come talk to me in five years. Uh, you know, so we, we know, so it's those three, those three things plus the networking. So we were talking about networking before. So the four things, and look, anybody can add to this, but what it boils down to, to me over, I, I mean, look, I've been a student of the game the past 20 years, right? So I've been doing this quite some time uh, and, and seeing the trends and the, the, the handshaking and the writing and the presenting and the this, that, and the other. So just like yourself, and I'm sure for a lot of the listeners that are listening, they can, they can probably corroborate this. But what I would say is that it comes down to four buckets and those four buckets are higher education, your certifications, your experience, and your networking. And if you can be working on one of those at any given moment, you're doing well, right? So if you put off presenting, if you put off writing, if you put off all, you know, networking just said, I'm just going to focus on school right now for the next two to four years. All I'm going to do is school, school, school. Fantastic. If you get out of school and you got nothing going on, say like you get, you're in a dead end job. You don't know where you're going. You're just, you just picked up something to pay the bills. Hey, be working on that certification. You know what I'm saying? If you can afford to trip out to Las Vegas, spend a couple of days in, in Vegas or come to Orlando or next year it's in Baltimore or wherever, look at your local conferences and clinics, look at your regional, look at your national conferences and clinics, whatever organization that you're a part of, go spend the money. Look, I hate to say it, but it's just money. <laughs> Money's nice yeah. to have, but look, it's $300 for X certification. Go get the certification. It's going to be, it's going to cost you $500 between the clinic and staying there overnight, blah, blah, blah. Look, it's just money. It's going to come back. What you're going to benefit from, from investing in yourself is going to come back. You know, you'll, you'll recruit that $500 in a week. Not a problem. You know, pick up a few more training sessions if you need to, but it's going to come back. So it's so important. Focus on your education, your certifications, your experience and your networking and you're golden. No, that's great advice. I, I used to have a client and she was, uh, she owned of all things, a gutter manufacturing business, you know, like the rain catching gutters on roofs. Yes, good to have. Man, she made bundles. In fact, she had season tickets to the Oakland A's right behind home plate. And one year, the, you know, the socks come out and uh, she said, here, here's a couple of tickets. And they were honestly right behind home plate. I think we were the second row from, from the dirt and just directly behind. And, and the tickets were enormous. It was more than what you would pay for one certification oh, oh, for yeah. one seat. Oh, yeah. and, and she asked me this question. She was like, you know, out of all the places where you invest your, your money, um, where do you get the biggest return? Because I don't know, we were just talking about business one day. And I said, well, you know, my, my IRA is doing pretty well if the market holds. And she's like, no, 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 you're, you're missing the point. She's like, where do you, where do you draw your, your, the money that you use to get you through the week? Where does it come from? Well, of course, it's my business. She's like, so if that is your biggest source in terms of return on investment, don't you think you should be investing a little bit more on that so you have a higher return. And since then, and that was back in 2004, 
and and uh, which happened to be the year the Sox won this World Series. Oh. I don't want to just go on the ride there, but <laughs> it was damn good. And uh, seeing Big Poppy and all the rest. But anyway, got to talk um, about it, man. Got to talk about uh, it. I mean, look, we we've had a few... eighty six years. <laughs> we've had a few else. good years after that, but that's oh, the yeah. year. <laughs> that was so. I took that to heart, and I've remembered it ever since. So we continually devote our primary resources back into the business, back into my education, because yeah. that's that's where we get the return. So yeah, you're preaching to the choir here. And in terms of like the cost, you mentioned it's a it's very affordable with the master's program through Satanta. Uh, I know of one organization that has a fellowship that goes for 11 months. It is pretty comparable to the same amount a 22-month master's program through Satanta is. So do I want to end up in two years with a master's degree, or do I want to end up after 11 months with uh, another certification and pay the same? I mean, there's there's no comparison for me there. So tell me this, now we're talking about Satanta, you're connected with another university because this wasn't just one organization forming this program. Give me a little insight as to the programs themselves. Like you've got three master's programs with Satanta and who do you connect with? Yeah, you mean um, like the other organization, the other school that we're uh, associated with? Yes, sir. Yeah, so we um, we, we utilize, uh, so really our, our master's programs, uh, in, in the quickest, easiest way that I can, I can describe it is that we co-brand with the Irish American University. And so it just allows us uh, a, a better, a better reach uh, with, with that, with our programs. And, uh, yeah, so it just really comes down to, to how we deliver it and how we're able to deliver it. And so how we're able to, to, um, utilize the different resources to, uh, expand internationally. Nice. And, and it's been going on for how long now? Yeah. A couple of years now. Um, nice. a good amount of years, uh, to 2018, uh, yeah, you, you got me frozen up on an exact date, but yeah, a good amount of years. Right on. Okay, and then with the NSCA, you still write uh, public, you're still writing articles. Yeah, so, you know, I'm trying to get that fellow for the NSCA, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know. No, my, tell me more. What are you talking about? So the NSCA, uh, so for example, we were talking about Robert Linkle. He's a fellow, right? Yes. Um, the numerous people that are, that are, uh, on the board of directors now are, are fellows. And, and so it's, it's one thing that a lot of people don't realize, but they'll see, like, if you're walking around the NSCA and you can see, so Brian Mann is a fellow, um, I believe uh, uh, Ian Jeffries is a fellow as well. So what it is, it's, it's a um, Brian Geerty. I keep, I keep going, <laughs> name dropping all these people, but the, the, you know, I was having a conversation um, after after I graduated from Santa, and it was funny because I I had um, I got some scholarships through the NSCA to to study and or at least to afford to be able to study uh, at at Satanta. And Carissa Gump, who's the foundation um, uh, director, she uh, she goes, oh, "What are you going to do now?" And I said, "You know." I, a PhD or a fellow I'm not too sure she goes oh well why don't you go talk to that guy over there who's Brian Geerty who's got both and I said you know what's the deal you know give me the rundown so I mean we talked for like an hour 
uh, we had a really good conversation. And so with the fellow, it's essentially the industry's recognition of your accomplishments, right? So the PhD is that academic achievement, that the academic recognition of what you've contributed to the industry. So, I mean, that's why it takes so long to get a PhD because you're studying and doing all these stu studies and research for so long. And now they, you know, the PhD says, okay, now you're worthy. <laughs> Whereas the fellow in, in a similar sense um, is, is, a, is the industry's recognition of what you contributed. So you have to write, you have to present, basically your engagement with the NSA and NSEA and your engagement with the, uh, with the industry gives you that, gives you that right. Right. It, give, it gives you that uh, credential. So you'll see a lot of people when you, <laughs> when you, um, when you're walking around any conference and you see somebody with all the ribbons, yeah. uh, it'll say fellow or it'll say F NSCA as their, their alphabet soup there. So they're a fellow of the NSEA, which basically means they wrote a whole lot, they presented a whole lot, they've been, they've contributed uh, in the background to the NSEA, whether they've served on committees, they've served on volunteer boards, state, regional, national uh, um, uh, advisory boards, so on and so forth. Um, so when you see those people, they've been, they've been pushing the industry forward for, for so many years. And so that's my ultimate goal is to, to get the NSEA fellow. So that's something that I'm working on. Um, yeah, it's taken, it's gonna take me a little bit, a little bit of time to get there, but back to what you were saying before is, is, is writing. So yeah, man, like, look, I, I love to write. Um, to, so here, here's my situation is that what I'm trying to do is find, and this is what we talked about before, for the, for the um, special pop stuff is like, my niche that I'm trying to carve out for myself is to find those one-off diagnoses, diseases, disorders that people are dealing with that aren't. So if you look in your book right now, if you look in your special pops book right now, they're not talking about it. Right. Uh -huh. So that's my niche that I'm trying to carve out for myself is to find though. So somebody comes to you and says, I have acute intermittent perforia. What is that? Who knows what that is? That is a Scrubs joke. So if anybody's listening and <laughs> has watched Scrubs, like I have 10,000 times, um, JD, they're, they're trying to, they find this cup of pee, <laughs> like the specimen cup of, of urine that's just sitting, sitting around. And, um, and it turned, I think it turns purple. And anyway, so they, they, they're trying to diagnose this person um, with, with something and they can't and so jd comes back and he goes acute intermittent perforia and like dr cox is like what are you even talking about it's just like some weird oddball diagnosis disease that they just happen to find um anyway so i, I use that i use that as an example of like well what are we talking about here um so that's what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to find these these rare you know i don't want to say rare diseases but these diseases that aren't being talked about the diseases that you go in and your doctor says, well, you have this and you go, great, this is who I am. This is part of my, my, my truth. Now, this is a part of my reality. I have this diagnosis. How do I train with it beyond 
what's in the book beyond heart disease, beyond diabetes, the metabolic disorders, the heart disorder, the, the cardiovascular disease, the uh, musculoskeletal disorders, so on and so forth. Just these, these disorders that if you have it, how do we, how do we train? Mm-hmm. You know? And so that's, that's kind of the niche that I'm, I'm trying to carve for myself now. Uh, have you thought of long COVID? You know, look, there's so many, that would be really interesting. That would be really interesting. I, um, I haven't, so no. <laughs> so, All right. so the quick, the quick answer for you is no. Uh, but I, look, I think, I think that would be a, an interesting topic for somebody to, um, to research. And now as more and more studies come out, uh, look, there's, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something out there. Right. Um, so look, I'm all about grabbing the reviews, doing a narrative review, see what's going on. So if anybody wants to uh, co-author that, there you go, (laughs) but no, uh, for, for example, for example, like, uh, uh, polycystic ovary syndrome, right? So that's, that was a disease that I, I, uh, syndrome that I was my first personal training client had. And, you know, how do you train somebody with that? And so you do the research and there's maybe what, two articles out there through, through, uh, you know, other, other journals, uh, other strength and conditioning journals or other like, uh, physical therapy journals or whatever the case. Right. But there, uh, I only found like two and it was just like, well, how do I train this person? So eventually I just decided, well, you know what, I'm going to write, I'm going to be the person to write it. Um, uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, you know, and I remember, <laughs> I remember going into my doctor's office and he goes, hey, you know, Hey, uh, your cholesterol is a little high. And so your triglycerides. So, um, you know, you might have a fatty liver and I go, well, well, what's that all about? And so I, uh, I wrote a paper on fatty liver disease, you know, so it's, it's, it's just something as, as the scientist in me goes, well, I want to know more about this. So that's what I do. I just go, I deep dive and I write. My problem is that for, for a lot of people, um, writing is their, their means of expression, right? So you have, and, and I'm sure that you, you know, people like this, um, that they're able to just write and they, they, they're writing Brad Schoenfeld, uh, Nick Tuminello, Brett Contreras, Robert Linkle, um, just names that you just see in the SCJ or the JSCR or even on their blog every month, uh, Maury Colbert, uh, you know, so like there's just so many, Tim Sukumel, right? So you have all these names that you just go, man, is that, is that their superpower that they, are they really good at writing or do they just have a team of writers? Um, and so my thing is like, I enjoy the process and I enjoy, I enjoy the process and I enjoy the science behind it because just of who I am. But at the end of the day, once I submit it, I'm toast. I'm uh-huh. like I, I'm burned out. Right. You gave it your all. So and there was nothing left. I get, I, I put everything, every bit of myself into it. And so I do a good job and I do a good, a good enough job to where I do. I don't want to. I don't want it to come back with edits. So I hyper-focus and I try to knock it out of the park the first time. I don't want to do edits. <laughs> and so uh, now, look, I will because it's part of the writing process. But the, the point being is I put so much of myself into it that 
once I hit submit and once it's completely done and accepted, I'm on the bench. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to look at another study. I don't want to look at another journal. I don't even want to think about writing for a, a good amount of time. So it, it's not my, I'm, I'm very good at it, but it's not my superpower, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, no, it completely makes sense. I mean, I've, I've done a fair amount of writing myself, but I think taking complex situations and, and creating a simple, easy to understand concept of, around it might be one of my superpowers, as you say. But I'm more curious about, you, we, you have this kind of romanticism around professional sports being a head strength coach, yet at the mm -hmm. same time, you're you're really focusing on the other end of the spectrum as it is with special populations. And when we're talking special populations, we're not just talking about diseases or syndromes, but we could be talking about children or the elderly um, and, and people with issues within their body across the age spectrum too. But what was it? Was it your time working with the hospital? What, what kind of like triggered that going, wow, I, I think I've found a place where I want to explore this untouched territory, so to speak. Yeah, you know, it's, it's I think it's um, the nature versus nurture sort of situation, right? It's, it's what I'm gifted with scientifically in the sense of like, just how my brain works and how I operate as, as a person is like, I'm very... I'm very good at deep diving on one particular topic, right? Um, I, you know, I could talk about many topics, but like, for example, like right now, I'm going through a uh, nerd alert here is like, I'm going through all of Miles Davis's discography from like day one, going through, understanding what the album is, talk to me who else is on the album, what, it, what is making the noises, right? So yeah, we got the trumpet, but what about everything else? tell me about the, the, the process and recording situation, right? So I want to know everything. And I'm starting with day one and I'm going forward. I'm going through his, his Blue Note recordings. I'm going through his first great quintet, his second great quintet, his prestige recording, so on and so forth. So that's just how my mind works, right? Wow. Um, and I've done that with another, uh, other, uh, I did it with The Doors. I did it with Hendrix. I did it, you know, so like, it's, um, that's just, I want to deep dive. I want to know every single thing and I want to know the why behind everything. And so that's, that's the, the nature aspect, but the nurture aspect is just like when you're kind of put into that environment, right. And you go and you just have people coming in every single day and they're filling out the park queue and they say, well, look, I have this, this, and this, well, it's my job then as the manager to go, all right, well, how do I help this person, right? <laughs> or how do, how do I help my team help this person? And so just, just deep diving on that and, and looking at the rules, what do the rules say? If somebody comes in with X, Y, Z, how do you train them? Then the next person comes in, well, how do I train them? Well, look, I have, and as I mentioned before, look, I have hypertension, but it's pulmonary hypertension. And I go, well, we don't have a, a playbook for that right? So what do I do the next day? Okay, they come in for their orientation. Here's everything you need to do for your pulmonary hypertension. Here's what you can do. Here's what you can't do, you know? And so it was, it was just that aspect and just dealing with so many people. Um, 
again, more beyond, more beyond, well, here are your biomechanics and here's your knee and here's your ACL and, you know, abduction versus adduction and all this other stuff, which is a part of the equation, but sure. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, it's, it's again, those, those opportunities and just saying yes to, to as many opportunities as possible. Cause if I, if I just said, for 10 years, if I just said, I don't want to learn any of this and I just want to be the Red Sox strength and conditioning coach, uh, that that's going to put you in a, in a bind. That's going to put you in a pickle and it's good to have goals. So if, and I'm not saying that whatever, if somebody's in a position like that, it's not, it's good to have goals, but you have to be focused on the task at hand as well. Um, so what, what do you got 10 years down the line, five years down the line, what's in your pipeline? But, you know, for me, it was, it was, both things simultaneous. What am I doing now to get me to where I want to be? But what am I doing now to make me successful where I am? Um, so that was it, man. So I just, poof, I, I just deep dived on, um, on special pops and this came out on the op op other side of it, you know, and really nobody else is doing it. So, so, you know, it's, it's great to, to, it's great to, follow in others footsteps and to do the research that's coming out now uh but i mean why am i going to be and and this is a conversation i had with, with a few people but you know hey it's great but there's already a glute guy out there there's already a shoulder guy out there there's yeah. already there's already you know there's already a um, hypertrophy guy out there there's already somebody out there so i want to kind of carve my way and say all right well who's who's the special pops guy right now um and just and just finding a way to you know as opposed to as opposed to writing the hundredth article on um, high protein diets and and the positive benefits for recovery uh and again there's nothing wrong with that i, I you know look we need it we still need it right uh, uh but just provide something different give yeah. people a different look and that's where, where that's where i'm trying to come from and that's how i got into it honestly is between between my my insane uh ability to like deep dive on a subject and know literally every single detail about stuff um and then just you know almost uh having uh you presented the opportunity for that and that's where i went with it <laughs> So amongst the other organizations you're familiar with, associations that certify fitness professionals, trainers and the like, uh, how many of those organizations are dealing with special populations also? I mean, they must all to uh, some degree, but is there anybody really holding the torch and leading the way? Yeah, I mean, look, there's, there's so many that are, I mean, look, the ACSM is, is the one that's kind of lean the way on everything right um they're the ones that really started the game that I, I i would say anyway from my point of view um and then you have a lot of other organizations that are you know the accredited organizations um that are in the same pool as the nsca that are that have their that have their special pops certs or cancer certs or um you know uh, uh niched niched down certs um you know look I, I think it i think it's great that people are finding it necessary to go get these additional certs and i and i find it in, i find it good that the organizations are, are coming out with them um 
we want to make sure that they're my goal is to make sure that um and it, and it relates back to what we were talking about before my goal is so we, we have this list of alphabet soup right and i'm sure that i look <laughs> we've been talking for about 50 minutes now right so I could probably still be rattling off the list of uh, alphabets behind my name, and that and that and, and there's nothing wrong with that, you know. I I'm I'm gonna go on a tangent here for a second. I think, like I, I remember, you know, as as we all do, and we listen to podcasts and we read our journals and and we go on blogs and everything like that. And I remember one. I, I can't tell you who it was or what, what, where I got it from, but I remember that the, the person was like, you know, I don't care about your alphabet soup. I don't care about your certifications. You know, you can have blah, 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 blah. And it doesn't mean anything to me. Right. So if, if you just come with a whole host and you throw your resume in there and it has this whole host of, of credentials, like, what does that even mean? And I, had two thoughts about it. And the first thought was that he's right. And the second thought was that he's wrong. Um, and the idea behind it is like, look, if you're just going to get certs just to get certs, if you're just going to get certs thinking that the more letters that you have behind your name, the more likely it is that you're going to land the job, get the job, be interviewed for the job, um, maybe. But are you applying that and are you um, experienced in all that? So yeah, you can easily just go knock out level one, level two, level 18, level 25 um, and have everything behind your name. But what's the application behind that? Um, so in the sense when he says, I don't care what you have. Yeah, great. Like, fantastic. You know, you have more certs than I do. Great. I like that you're going to get education. I like that you're continuing your education, but on the flip side, how are you actually applying those? Are yeah. you using it in your day-to-day? -day? Um, are you using it to assess? Are you using them to correct, to get people stronger, to get people faster, to get people healthier, um, so on and so forth? So if you have the newest sleep certification, fantastic. Are you using it? Anyway, that's my tangent to come back to basically say that in the same sense that you have all these um, uh, organizations that are coming out with new cert, new cert, and it just like down the line. And great, that's fantastic. We need that information out there, but it's the application of it, right? So if, they, if, if an organization just comes out and says, we have you know, uh, uh, a training for acute intermittent perforia, I'll use that example again. Great, who cares, you know? But if I'm able to get it, if I'm able to use it and utilize it to its true full potential and not just because I have it, um, you know, I think, I think that's where the, where the power, where the power uh, is held. So um, yeah, you know, I would just say for, for those who are listening and, you know, are, are exploring those opportunities, see what's out there um see who has it what they're doing with it um you know is it is it accredited is it recognized um and and who who has it that is yeah like i said doing stuff with it so yeah you know that that's the important thing that's the important thing so uh
there, there's just going to be so many organizations with new this, that, and the other, um, the shiny new stuff. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but it all comes, it all, it all comes down to, 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 to basics. And so being a good trainer, being an ethical trainer, going, getting your education, going, continuing your cert, your certification journey, going and networking and, uh, and, and experiencing all that and putting that all into your experience and making, you know, that you as a trainer. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, you and I both know, and everybody listening knows too. I mean, there's just so much stuff out there. Um, I say, go it, go, go and do it. Right. And, um, see what sticks, see what, see what doesn't stick and, and have fun doing with it and doing, have fun doing it, learn something. And look, it's just money. (laughs) That's it. I love it. Tom, this has been great. I, I appreciate the inside information and just getting to know you a heck of a lot more than than just spending a, a little time at the conference, too. This has been really nice. Um, if people want to find out more, one, about the educational paths that you and Satanta College are offering, and they want to find out more about you as a professional and your contributions to the NSCA, how can we go about doing that? Yeah, great. Uh, I, I appreciate the, the time to, to plug this. So look, if you're interested in your master's degree, uh, even even a bachelor's degree, because we do offer a bachelor's degree in strength and conditioning, um, what I would say is go to setantacollege.com and you'll find all the information on the website. So if you're interested in your master's degree, look, $15,000 for a master's degree. Um, that's over the course of two years. We have different payment options for you. So check that out. Uh, if you're interested in performance coaching, we have a master's degree. If you're interested in exercise psychology, we have a master's degree. If you're interested in sports injury and return to, uh, return to performance, just like Rocky's going through, look, check it out. We got a master's degree in that. We also have a few things in the pipeline, but one of those is a, a, um, a nutrition performance master's degree, and that's coming soon. Uh, so check us out. You can go to, uh, if you're listening internationally, you can just go to satantacollege.com. If you're listening from the U.S., you can check out florida.satantacollege.com. Uh, and you can hit me up, uh, tom, T-O-M dot Cormier, C-O-R-M-I-E-R. That's C-O-R-M-I-E-R, tom.cormier at satantacollege.com. That's my, that's my work email. Hit me up. If you got any questions, I'll be happy to go into, into more detail. Uh, if you're interested in just connecting with me personally, you can go to um, uh, uh, LinkedIn. That's probably the best place to, to connect with me. Go to LinkedIn. Um, you can type in my name and I've got the whole alphabet soup <laughs> behind it. You really can't miss me. I've got a, a, a floral shirt on and a bright background. So um, you can, uh, it's uh, linkedin.com slash atomic strong TC, atomic strong TC. That's the uh, little tail end of that. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm on there. You can see everything I did with the uh, NSCA, everything that I'm doing, all my certifications, education, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll be happy to connect with you if you want to learn how to break into the industry, if you want to learn how to get further into the industry. You know, that's, that's out of all this, out of all this, my goal is to push the industry forward in any way that I can. If that's helping somebody that's brand new to the industry, if that's helping somebody you know, decide that they want to take their business degree and turn it into a strength and conditioning degree. If they want to learn how to become more engaged with whatever organization that they're engaged with, 
um, you know, that's, that's my ultimate goal. If we can educate our, our professionals, if we can create strong, uh, stronger, and <laughs> there's no pun on that, but, um, let's put a pun on that. If we want to create stronger individuals, stronger trainers out in the field, more knowledgeable trainers and really impact our field and grow our field, that that's my end goal. That's my end goal. Right so come talk to me. Happy to talk anytime, as you can probably tell. And uh, yeah, look, Rocky, I, listen, I appreciate you having me on. I appreciate talking anytime. We'll catch up here in the next few weeks. We'll figure some stuff out with what everything looks like with Satanta College. And uh, yeah, fantastic to meet you. Fantastic to get to, get to know you more and, and happy to, to continue these talks. Right on, Tom. Thank you so much. All right, bro. So that's it for this episode of the Zealous Podcast. Thank you, Tom and Satanta, as well as Irish American University for just being available to express all the knowledge that we have out there in strength conditioning and then some. They also have degrees and certifications for personal training too. So if you're new to the industry and wanna learn more, just go look at the descriptions below for how you can get enrolled. And so why not tell them I sent you while you're at it. Until next week, have a good one.